<clears throat> okay, we ready to go, sir? Mr. Reg, all set? Okay. <clears throat> Get the instrument prepared. <laughs> okay, are we all set? Good, put it in the books. 325, episode 325. Okay. Chop, chop. Here we go. I'll give you the three S's in the countdown. Give me the music. I'll give you the podcast. Let's just do it today. No no lollygagging. All right? All right. Here we go. Star, smile, strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. Slow down. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Why is it delaying? Do we know? All right. I guess this that's just that's just part of the the podcast now, right? The the dead air between my opening and the music. Oh well. I'm sure no one else notices it, but I do. But anyway, let's try it again. Three, and I promise I won't stop, we'll just keep going. But well, that's aggravating. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. But as I've said so many times, just hitting play does not cut it at this podcast. you got to hit the streets. you got to spread the word. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. That loyalty, that devotion, that extra effort, it counts. It's being noted. If you like what you hear, don't forget, you can go to WGNRadio.com. You go to the prompt for podcast. You hit the prompt for this specific uh, podcast. And my gosh, what you will find. Oh. You keep scrolling down and it'll feel like you're, you're never going to stop scrolling. There's so many podcasts to choose from. So many topics to listen to. Serious. Frivolous, fun, thought-provoking. It's all there. At last check, I've done 324 of these. So welcome to episode 325. As I've said many times, of course, we, uh, for some reason, get very excited about... uh, celebrating or recognizing any kind of event numerically that uh, either ends with a zero or a five. We really like to celebrate those. Ooh, it's the 30th anniversary. It's the 55th anniversary. It is the 40th anniversary. It is, you know, anything with a zero and a five for some reason, I guess, because we think in terms of tens, right? Even though here in the United States we don't. 
our measuring system is very odd you know based on a 12 inch foot and i mean you know it's just it's so crazy meanwhile the metric system which makes perfect sense much more logical much more easy to navigate based on tens tens are easy 10 times 10 is 100 you just add the two zeros to the one i mean it's so easy 10 times three you know just add the zero to the three you know and the metric system is so easy, and yet we uh, we just will not. <laughs> you know, it's our American arrogance. It's 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 always on display. It's been on display many times over the last couple of years, uh, but dating back into to the mid seventies when there was a concerted, real effort to change our system to the metric system. And there was a complete plan. And once again, just like COVID, Americans do not like change. Americans do not like to be told what to do. And that has just been proven time and time again. And, you know, maybe it really does stem back to the fact of our revolution, right? I mean, maybe it's just in, you know... I'm I'm been very critical about how we've been doing things over in the last several years, several decades here in the United States. But maybe we just can't help it. You know, I I I attribute it to our own arrogance and our own uh, stubbornness uh, and our own narcissism and our own belief that we are the greatest in the world, and we've been force fed that, and we've come to believe it, even though most of the rest of the world doesn't believe it anymore. We still do, and based upon our our strength and might economically and especially militarily, we can get away with it to some extent. Nobody can really complain. <laughs> We're not bullies, but we certainly we aren't bullies in a in a in a uh, aggressive sense, but we are bullies sort of in a attitude sense. We've got a lot of attitude and a lot of swagger and which is probably responsible for why this country developed and rose so fast as a world power when you when you look at it from its uh, inception. But maybe, you know, may, I look at it like, oh, we're just a bunch of, uh, you know, arrogant, selfish people with a with a with a elevated view of ourselves. And I and to a great extent, I don't disagree that that's true. I still agree with that. But maybe it's something that we can't help. Maybe it's something that we can't change. We always talk about changing things. You want to change ourselves. Maybe we just can't. There's some things that we are genetically programmed that we 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 can try to change some things, but ultimately it's it's just we're fighting against the current. And maybe when you think about it, uh, this country broke away from England. Because we didn't want to be told what to do, right? At, at the very heart of no taxation without representation means you can't tell us what to do without us having a say. That's what that boils down to. No taxation without representation meant you can't tax us 
You can't just keep levying. That's what England was doing as we were one of their colonies. You can't just keep taxing us without any kind of input on our side. What, what, what's going on? I mean, the, the irony is that, uh, that we founded this country on that, and yet we also allowed slavery, right? We, we are, look, the United States is, is filled with hypocrisies and filled with contradictions. So, and, 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 and we are very, you know, in, in, incongruent is, is our, is probably should be somewhere, uh, you know, in this, in the constitution. Uh, we were, we've always been more aspirational than we have been, um, in reality, but yeah, but, but, but we broke away from England because we didn't want England to tell us what to do. So at the heart of of our establishment as a country it was based on you know you are not the boss of me (laughs) you can't tell me what to do and here we are almost 250 years later still saying that to everyone who will listen even to ourselves we tell that now to our own government. You can't tell me what to do. First, we were looking outward as a little little rabble of uh, a little group of rabble rousers. We were first telling England, "You can't tell us. You can't tell me what to do." And we rallied around that premise to form a revolution and to break away from England and to become our own country. You can't tell me what to do. That's what it was all about. We were telling King George, enough is enough. You can't tell us what to do. Then once we became a country, we were telling other people within our country what they could do. <laughs> and we have been ever since. And, and um, But now, internally, we are telling our government and each other it's not just the outside forces that we are selling you t- telling that you can't tell us what to do. We're telling us our own government, some of our institutions that have been the basis of the foundation of this country that you can't tell us what to do. And we're telling each other that. You know, especially with the mask wearing and and vaccines and stuff like that, we're pleading with people. You're going to help, you know, if you don't want to get the vaccine to help yourself, you're getting it to help other people so you won't spread it. They don't care. But maybe it's just we can't help it, right? Maybe it's just in our genes. You can't tell us anything. We don't want to be told what to do. It may go way back to the founding of our country. Who knows? But that's not what I want to talk about today. <laughs> As usual, I will get to that. I don't even know how I got onto this subject at this point. I got into so I I got so into explaining my little history lesson here. I don't even know why I brought that up. Why did I say we don't like to be told what to do? Ah, who cares? Got an hour to talk, right? So um but what I do want to talk about is um, is very summer-oriented, because here we are 
in mid-August, the dog days of summer, in theory, we have two more weeks to summer, and then meteorological, and I spoke about this last week, meteorological fall begins on September 1st, and um, the astronomical fall, I believe, probably starts on September 20th or something like that. But so we've got between a month and two weeks to a month before summer is officially over, even though the weather has been continually warm, at least here in the Chicago area for the last several years, well into September and almost into October. And then it shuts off and gets cold right away. But right now we are in the dog days of summer. It's it's usually very hot and 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 we're getting toward the end. They call those the dog days of summer, toward the end. As well as usually August, traditionally, very hot. So it's the dog days of summer. And uh, I know that uh, here in the Chicago area, it, it, it we've been getting a break recently, but um, it's been it's been very warm. We've had a lot of ninety degree days this summer, dating back to early June, in fact. And we haven't had a lot. Thankfully, we, we've had we haven't had three weeks or two weeks in a row, which which many times we have, where it's just been oppressively hot and humid, and it's so uncomfortable. We've had two or three days of those in a row, and then we get a little break, and then it comes back. So there's been at least a little respite. But for the most part, I think it's been mostly a, a, a warmer summer. As I've said to you many times, I'm not a fan of the hot weather. I like a good 70 to 75. That's, that's as hot as I, I like it. I like a little breeze. Some people just love the hot. But I'm a sweater. And so um, I don't sweat as much as I used to, which I guess is good. But, 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 but if it gets very humid and very hot, yeah, I will sweat. As was the case uh, about a week or so ago. Oh, my goodness. I went to um, see Elton John. Oh, that's a surprise. (laughs) Concert number 208 uh, at Soldier Field, the football stadium here in Chicago where the Chicago Bears play. And uh, I don't really like outdoor shows because weather is always a factor. It could rain on you for two hours, which is no fun. Or on the other side of the coin, like it was, especially in the summer, it could be so hot and so humid that it's just as uncomfortable. And so while that isn't the the heat and the and the humidity is certainly not as bad as the rain. If I had to take one over the other, I would take the heat and humidity over the rain of sitting outside for a concert for two out two and a half hours so i'll take that we didn't get the rain but uh wow when you're sitting in the midst of that heat and humidity uh my shirt was like a wet rag when that concert was over i mean in my pants my jeans everything oh my god my socks i mean it was just oppressively humid that day and and the and the, the kicker was that, uh, according to the weather forecast, it was supposed to be cooler near the lake on that Friday night 
August 5th. And I remember when I saw this show announced about a year ago, I was like, oh, my God, August 5th, August outside. Oh, is that going to be hot? And was I right? Now, as I said, I, we, I was putting hope against hope and was told that, oh, well, the, you know, it wasn't going to be in the 90s on that Friday, August 5th. It was going to be in the low 80s, which is nice. It's okay. And the, 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 the hope was while the humidity was going to go up a little because Saturday and Sunday of that week, it was going to be much hotter and much more humid. But we were supposed to get a respite. We were supposed to get a little break from that on that Friday night, and and even more cooler by the lake. Well, Soldier Field, if you know where that is, it is right on the lake. It's practically in the lake. So I was like, okay, that's cool. We'll get a nice breeze. Fantastic. This actually may be a nice summer night. Now, once again, you know, you can debate what is a nice summer night. For some people, we're loving that weather. I was not. So, uh, thankfully, I mean, in my, in the summer, in my car, I, I have, I have put water in my car, water bottles, always have it ready. There's a little pouch behind one of the, you know, one of the front seats that I put at least four or five bottles of water in and in the door, there's little holders in, in each door, so... At any given time, I have about seven or eight bottles of water in the car, especially in the summer, even though it's not very refreshing because it's sitting in the car, the car is sitting outside, and the car is getting hot. So, But any kind of liquid, whether when you're that overheated, you just, it doesn't matter. It's, It's not refreshing, but it certainly helps to, uh, hydrate yourself, and it, it it offers some quenching. It's not as nice as a nice cold drink, but at this at that point, your body is so overheated that uh, you know any kind of liquid will do the trick. But many times it is warm. When I've actually thought about, do I go to the extent of putting a cooler in my car to just I don't know so. Um. So off we are to the concert, and it was really hot, and ugh. And you know, at the concert, a bottle of water was like almost seven dollars. It's like, jeez, come on, man! It's water. It's water. (laughs) So, uh, I picked up a friend. I had to. We we had to drop him off afterwards, so we were in the parking lot for about an hour after the show, and so uh, and of course we got there early to beat the traffic, and uh, so we were in the parking lot for a good hour and maybe hour and fifteen minutes, just sitting there waiting for the the gates to open because we wanted to get there early to beat all the traffic and get a good parking spot. Not that that matters when you go to a concert like that with that big. There's no such thing as a good parking spot. You're always going to be stuck in traffic, which we were. But uh, 
But we were sitting in the car for an hour and 15 minutes or so, and you know, you, you don't want to run the air conditioning while the car is just sitting and wasting gas. So we had the windows open, and every so often there was that that promised cool breeze, but it certainly wasn't what I had expected, so much so that by the time I got out of the car and actually walked to get into the stadium, my gosh, I was already sweating. My, my pants were like already stuck to my legs. I was like, oh, this is going to be a quite a day and but and the the walk from the parking lot to the gate I was already sweating already had to get water like immediately and we and between me and my wife and a friend we already drank the five or six bottles of water in that hour and a half that I had in the car so we were done by the time we came back to the concert all the you know from the concert now you know, all the, the stands to sell beverages were closed, and now the car doesn't have any water. So needless to say, not only were we, we sweating and drenched because it was so humid, but now we didn't have any water. And uh, so it's definitely thirsty. So let me say this as a disclaimer as before I continue. Um, I on many on many occasions here I do talk about certain products, and uh, as I always say, and it's true. I mean, when I talk about something, if I find a product that I like, whether it's cashmere woods, you know, my favorite Glade scent, I don't get anything from Glade. I just discovered it and I'm passing it on to you. Whenever I find a any kind of a uh, of a product or something out there that I like. And to the point where I think I'd like to share it, I do, but it's there's no commercial benefits for me. I'm just passing along what I've discovered and say, hey, I like this. Maybe you will too. So there's no commercial endorsements or anything. I think I have helped the sale of Cashmere Woods, to be honest with you, over the last six or seven years because <laughs> I talk about it all the time. But, uh, you know, I'm not getting anything for that. That's just me being a good citizen and a good friend to you. I found something I like. Maybe you like it too. But in this case, I do have to give a disclaimer, even though I'm not getting any endorsements or anything from it. I should say that my wife works for McDonald's Corporation. So I'm going to talk about something at McDonald's that I have discovered that I really like, but it is not because she works there. I just discovered this because I saw that they had it, and I wanted to try it, and wow, was I impressed. Could have been from Wendy's. Could have been from Burger King. Could have been from Culver's. Hey, I love a, a cement mixer at Culver's. Love those. Fantastic. Uh I like the um what do the Wendy's have those uh the little the the ice cream thing at Wendy's what is that thing called What is that thing called the Wendy's little ice cream thing but I like that so I'm telling I mean I I even though she works for McDonald's I'm you know if I like something else at another fast food place I would say it but I have to say this thing I was really impressed on and so we're driving home, and I've noticed, because there's so many McDonald's everywhere, over the last several months, on the end of McDonald's, and you look at it, um, they had this frozen drink. Now, I love a good slush. 
I've always been a fan of the slush. Uh, as a little kid, I, as I said many times here, I, I'm not a fan of warm beverages. Over the last uh, you know month or so, a couple months ago, I had to drink tea because my throat was was not feeling well. And uh, but I'm not a fan of that. I do not drink coffee. Never have. Never will. I only drink tea out for medicinal purposes, not for for enjoyment. Purely medicinal. When I have a sore throat, I I have hot tea, but not not after that. I rarely have anything hot, beverage wise. I don't know why, uh, but I just never have warmed up to that. When I was a kid, you know, I mean, now everybody drinks coffee. It's the cool thing to do. People, oh, I can't live without my Starbucks, that whole thing. But when I was growing up, coffee, first of all, coffee was was far from a high-priced, uh, you know, trendy item. It was a giveaway. It cost a dime. It was a dime a dime. It was no big deal. They gave away coffee like nothing for free sometimes. When you went to a restaurant, coffee, they just used to pour, they used to fill you with coffee. Coffee was no big deal. I mean, you have to hand it to Starbucks because they have done quite a good job of completely redefining the coffee market and the coffee space, if you will, into some, uh, you know, trendy and high-priced product it it for for year for decades for centuries coffee was no big deal you know brother can you spare a dime that used to be a phrase during the depression back in the 20s and 30s brother can you spare a dime and for the most part brother can you spare a dime was that someone could get a dime to go buy a cup of coffee i mean that's how low on the scale of beverages coffee was as i said it was it was nothing and when i was growing up so it's first of all i had no cachet and it was just coffee there wasn't all these grande latte schmappe frappe whatever they are i don't go to i don't even know the names because I've, I've i don't even i've i've gone to starbucks i can count on one hand so I don't know all the names. I don't know all the sizes. I would be completely intimidated if I walked into a, a Starbucks. They would be throwing stuff at me. The people behind me would be like, oh, my God, don't you know your order? No, I don't have an order. I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and when I was growing up, coffee was mostly, at least in my mind as a kid and, and all my friends, coffee was was viewed as an old person's drink. <coughs> Excuse me, you couldn't, most kids didn't drink coffee. We all liked sweet stuff. Coffee is bitter and hot. We liked cold. We want pop, Coke, Pepsi, lemonade. Everything kids drank was always cold and sweet. You didn't have anything warm and bitter when you were a kid. To drink? No way. Whether it was summer or winter. Well, maybe he had some hot chocolate. But that was sweet too, right? It was hot, but it was sweet. But coffee was bitter. In fact, you know, most people drink coffee, but they 
load it with sugar or cream to take away the bitter taste. I don't really believe that it, it, unless unless you drink coffee black straight, you don't really like coffee. Because then why are you adding all the other stuff into it? If something's good, you don't need to enhance it with anything or change its flavor, right? A good steak should can be eaten without steak sauce or ketchup <laughs> or whatever, right? I remember one time as a little kid, I may have told this story before, my parents and we went to uh, this restaurant, I was a young kid, and I ordered a filet mignon, right? And I asked for ketchup. And the waitress looked at me and she said, oh, you're not going to put ketchup on that, are you? And I, in my mind, why not? But as I got older and learned, it's like, yeah, you know what? All I'm tasting here is ketchup. There's this great piece of meat here. And now I'm, ta- I'm flooding it with ketchup. Well, if you're ordering coffee and you have tons of sugar and tons of cream in it, then, then you're not really buying it for the taste of the coffee. You don't really like taste of coffee unless you have it black, straight. Then you could say, yeah, you like coffee. So I even wonder how many people really like coffee or do they they like the buzz it may give, the caffeine boost, and or they might just like to be walking around with the cup in their hands. I don't know. But as I said, when I was a kid, coffee was always an adult drink. And even as I got into my teens and into my 20s, given my age group, before the the boom of Starbucks became a national brand, it was always, it's been in Seattle area for years, but until it really became national and, and this whole cultural shift happened in the late 80s and 90s, uh, I was I I never had coffee. I was from the Pepsi generation, right? You know, <laughs> so I always had, and it was, in fact, it was even weird when I would see friends of mine having coffee. I was like, "Whoa! When did you start drinking coffee?" Not many of them did. Even to this day, many of my friends don't drink coffee. We just weren't raised on it. Now, some people have have gotten into the trend don't get me wrong and and they like it but we never grew up really drinking at least my click didn't and uh and i don't know if kids if some people may have done it just because it was almost like a rite of passage to drink coffee but i never did and i still don't um and so when i'm looking for a a quenching drink, it's cold. It's cold. Maybe, maybe too, just because I've, I've always been hot. I've always, I'm a, as I said before, I don't sweat as much as I used to, but I've always been warm. I've always felt warm. So I wouldn't want even to add more warmth to my body. I've, uh, I've always wanted to cool it off. So maybe that's part of it too. But anyway, I am not a part of the, in fact, we don't even have, my wife doesn't drink coffee either. We, we, our, we have a coffee maker out of pure necessity in case other people come over, but it's in our basement. It's not out on our counters. We do not have a coffee machine. <laughs> My wife likes tea, but we do not have a coffee machine. We have one, but it's it's put away, and we'll bring it out 
two or three times a year when we have some company that of, of older people that like coffee. And many times they have to bring the coffee. We don't even have it because it's like, why should we buy this coffee? Because they're going to have four or five cups and that's it. And then we're going to have this coffee just sit there, which has happened. We bought coffee and then we throw it out because we don't drink it. Once the company leaves, the, the coffee maker goes back in the basement. <laughs> I mean, our coffee maker is like a Mr. Coffee from 30 years ago because we don't, we got it for our wedding. You know, when we got married at our shower, but we don't use it. Do they still even make Mr. Coffee machines? I don't even know. <laughs> Ours is still working. So a few times a year we use it, still works. I don't even know how to use it, to be honest with you. If you asked me right now to make a cup of coffee in the Mr. Coffee, I wouldn't even know. I don't even know how to use it. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> so, but I've always been the, the uh, I've always favored the, uh, the cooler, refreshing, thirst-quenching, beverages as opposed to the warm beverages and usually there is some kind of an ice involved in it and once again when you're a little kid you know think about it uh you you eat popsicles frozen ice with the flavoring with the syrup whatever it is italian ice which i really like once again, ice with flavoring, right? Sweet. Once again, if the, you see what I'm saying? Cold and sweet, just like I had when I was a little kid. As I continued to get older, whatever I gravitated to was still cold and sweet in terms of, I mean, for the most part, when I, when I go out now to a restaurant, I mean, I, I will have water unless I'm having some kind of a you know, wine or something like that. I don't really drink pop a lot. My wife does. I don't really drink pop, and now she drinks more water. We don't really have pop in the house. And we and we never, in my house, we never had, when I was growing up, my mom and dad didn't drink pop. They drank coffee. I didn't drink pop. I mean, uh, coffee. So a lot of times I did have some kinds, but, you know, lemonade or Hawaiian punch, things like that. Once again, Cold and sweet, right? But I never had carbonated pop very much. We didn't have a lot of pop in the house. I'm not sure why. So even today, right now, if you open my, if you open up my refrigerator, there's no pop in there. There's no soda. There's canned water. My wife likes, and I don't even like that. I use water. I drink water with uh, a water enhancers. I told you before with my uh, my country time. You know, lemonade. Or I I drink mio or or a crystal light water enhancer though so that's i mostly drink water i don't really like carbonated stuff a lot uh, certainly i mean I'm, hey look a, a nice a nice you know can of coke isn't bad when you're thirsty don't get me wrong so uh but yeah when you think about growing up i think about um you know there's almost like a an evolution like i said you know you either had you know the you know popsicle or an Italian ice in the little cup, you know. Or remember the flavor ice? You remember those long things? It basically, once again, ice with syrup that's frozen that came in those plastic. I still, I think they still make them. Flavor ice, it was called. And it was like a long plastic tube kind of thing with ice, frozen, you know, with frozen water and and 
and sweet syrup, and they're blue and, you know, whatever blue was. I don't even know. Somehow blue be, was either raspberry or blueberry, sometimes raspberry too, or cherry, lemon. I don't know what the green one was, but flavor ice. Remember that? Do they still make that? I don't even know. In fact, you'd buy it. If I, if I remember correctly, you'd buy the flavor ice, and it wasn't frozen. You'd buy the individual things in a box, and then you'd put them in the freezer and freeze them yourself. You always had, when you bought the flavor ice at the store, you always had to wait a day or so until it got frozen. So you'd go to the corner store somewhere and get the nice flavor ice that was in the freezer already done. And I used to like, uh, uh, you know, push-ups. Remember push-ups, those orange things? I used to love push-ups and those ice cream sandwiches. But I did like the ice-based kind of things. Now, the snow cone was always a little frustrating. And they used, to, they used to actually have at-home snow cone makers, like a Snoopy snow cone maker or something like that. And you'd go to a carnival or something, you always have snow cones there. But those, to me, were always a little unsatisfying because it was basically, you know, a big chunk of ice in the little paper cup, little paper cone, and then they would just squirt the stuff in there and it never really got to the bottom and it it was always i don't know i never was a big um snow cone fan if they had one or if other people were getting one i'd get a snow cone but i was more of a popsicle fan because i felt that there was more flavor uh per ice these the snow cone you always seem to suck did you used to do that like you know because the ice after a while would like freeze your teeth you'd bite the ice and it was ice. You know, at least at least Italian ice was smoother. But those snow cones were just chopped ice with the stuff in it. So I would, once again, out of the, the cold and sweet, it was good that it, the ice was cold. But I was still trying to just get that syrup. So a lot of times I would just suck the syrup out of the snow cone. And I'd be sitting there with a, you know, after a couple of minutes, I'd just have their, you know, cone of of just ice in my hand what am i gonna do with this i'd throw it out so i was never a big fan of the snow cone i would get it if that's all they had but oh my gosh then in the 70s at least in my awareness the great revelation was the 7-eleven slurpee oh my gosh changed my life (laughs) the slurpee was was the unique perfect blend of the snow cone, but not as rough and chopped ice as the snow cone. So it, it was the best of both worlds. It was cold, it was ice, and it had the syrup, but it was, you know, it was loose. It was looser. And then, and then, so then, it was, I mean, that was the slush, right? I guess, is that a slush? A slurpy? Uh slurp slush i guess but oh when the slush became popular i be i was a huge fan of the slush and once again i loved the cherry slush and i loved the blue slush whatever the blue was blue raspberry whatever that blue thing was i love that now 7-eleven used to have the and still does i once again I, it's been a year since i've gotten one of these but then they had the Coke slush, which was interesting. Now, I I would always want the cherry slush. 
But if they didn't have the cherry, sometimes they have that green. I didn't know, never knew what that. I never was big on lime. So then I would get the the, the Coke slush. It was all right. I like Coke, but I wasn't a great fan of it. I I was really when there when they had, when there was a cherry Slurpee or a cherry slush. My gosh, that you can you can you can get me every time, or the blue one, and then. I sort of graduated, or at least discovered then, remember, the Icy, with that polar bear. And I, th- that was a different, um, a different texture. The Icy was a different texture than the Slurpee. The Slurpee was a little icier. And for whatever reason, the, the Icy was a little different in texture. And so I came to like the Icy better. And then they were selling the Icy, and it's been many years now since I've been to the movie theater. But whenever I would go to a movie, I would either get the red Icy or that blue Icy again. I'm not sure what the – I just love – my favorite color is blue, so maybe I just wanted the blue. But I think it was either blueberry or raspberry. And I always thought that was odd odd that the raspberry was blue. But I don't think there's a lot of natural color going on or natural flavors going on in any of these (laughs) – syrups that they stick in the ice anyway so i don't know if it counts or matters but i love that blue icy and i love the 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 cherry slurpee or the cherry slush or the blue icy and that has always been my go-to for the most part when i'm looking for a cool non-alcoholic ice-based, you know, syrup-based drink. And it does harken back to childhood, right? Certainly. So I was, over the last several months, I was driving around doing your regular errands, and I would just, and it's hard not to find a McDonald's on every corner. And I saw, you know, in the window, they were advertising Something I saw from a distance, something that looked ice-based that was blue. (gasps) A blue ice-based cold summer drink. Mm. Even though I've lost a lot of my sweet tooth as as I've gotten older, the idea of a thirst-quenching ice-based blue drink certainly intrigued me. And uh, I would drive past, you know, because like I said, it's hard not to see a McDonald's. And I'd be stopping. Then you, you stop at a red light, and I turn my head, and there's that drink. And I saw a couple of them, and then I started. I'm like, what is that? And now, thanks to my cataract surgery, I could read from a distance. So now it was even better. I could actually read and see what it was. And first, it was saying coming soon. They were teasing it. There were three drinks on there. Uh, they were Coke. And then there were Fanta, which is a which is a, 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 a another brand that Coke makes. So they had they, they had a frozen Coke. They were just frozen drinks. They were called, but there was a frozen Coke, which was fine. And they had some Minute Maid things, which is also Coke. I don't know if you knew that. And they had a mango one, and um, I'm not sure what the other one was. Maybe watermelon. But my eye was fixated on this blue one. Woof. Some blue 
ice-based drink. And thanks to my cataracts, as I was reading the, the sign now, it said blue raspberry. <sighs> kind of like the icy, right? I like the icy. Can't always get an icy. But my gosh, there's McDonald's everywhere. I'm going to. So in the back of my mind, it's like I haven't I haven't gotten one of those in in years. But I might have to try this, you know, this blue raspberry McDonald's drink, you know, it was in the back of my mind, at least. And then it, and then I'm driving over and all of a sudden, you know, June came or something and then they were available. There they were. Dollar sixty nine for a medium frozen Fanta. Blue raspberry. But, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, calorie-wise, I really need it and all that stuff. You know, you're as the older you get, you you start to be more cognizant of that. And it's like, do I really need that? You know, so I, I didn't get one. Driving by all the time, thinking about it, being tempted by this blue raspberry because it just brings back thoughts of the... The Blue Icy, which I love so much. Well, flash forward to August 5th slash August 6th is by the time I drop my friend off, it's now past midnight. No water in the car. Drenched from the concert. And I should mention, just as a little side note, in case you were wondering, yes, at that concert, number 208, Elton John did give me a shout-out from the stage again, thanking me for my loyalty and seeing him so many times. And he said, I don't know why he wants to see me so much, but he does. He's just amazing. So that was cool. But that's not the point of my story. I just thought I'd throw that in. (laughs) But um, so it's 1230, and we're driving home, and we've got a good 35, 40-minute drive. And I said, you know, I am so thirsty right now. I think if there are any McDonald's open, I am finally going to get one of those frozen Fanta blue raspberries. And so we're driving and McDonald's were open. It was a Friday night. And I'm like, okay. So we go to the drive-thru and um, we get two of these things. And they're not expensive at all. $1.69, nice size. So I get the two and we, you know, in the drive through And uh, I, I don't drink it yet until I, you know, pull into traffic and putting the change away and getting out of the parking lot and pull into traffic. And we stop and the, the light is, you know, most McDonald's are always at a corner. And so we stop at the red light and I take my first sip of the Fanta frozen Fanta blue raspberry from McDonald's. Oh, wow. Holy smokes. I was expecting, I was just looking for a thirst quenching cold drink to cool my 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 warm body down and 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 quench my thirst which had been building over the two and a half hour show that Elton put on and the longer and the you know 
we 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 were able to milk that one. My my wife bought a bottle of water at about six thirty, and we milked that one bottle between us till about you know ten forty. <laughs> And then we hadn't had anything now two hours later, and I'm dying of thirst. So not only was this this frozen Fanta blue raspberry drink just oh, thirst-quenching and feeling so good, but my gosh, did it taste good. And I have to tell you, as I say to you before, a lot about, a lot about a slushy, which is basically what this is, right? As I've mentioned to you, it for me, it's not just the taste, it's the texture. I don't like the choppy ice. That's why I like the Slurpee. The Slurpee initially was a nice mix of the chopped ice and the flavor. And for me then, the icy was even better because the ice wasn't as chopped. It was a little smoother. The ice was a little smoother. However they do that, I don't know. But I have to tell you, I don't know how they do it or what they're doing here. But this frozen Fanta blue raspberry drink from McDonald's, the ice was almost creamy. I don't know what they did to this. It was it was even different than the icy, and it was much different than the Slurpee and, and, and a million miles away from a snow cone. This thing almost felt creamy. It was like soft. I, I was like, this is ice? How am I drinking ice here? And the flavor was just right. It wasn't too sweet. And I, 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 I didn't want it to end. You know, but at the same time, it was so thirsty. I was just slurping this thing down. And my wife was like, Wait, whoa, how did you finish that thing? Already? I was like, oh, my God, this was the greatest thing on earth. I was, I was pushing and it was, it, was, it was a tug of war because I, I was enjoying it so much that I wanted, I just wanted to keep drinking it. But at the same time, I was trying to, 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 to stop myself because I wanted it to last. And, and I, wasn't, I was surprised. You know how when you drink, one, you know, especially a Slurpee, when you drink it fast, you, know, you get that, that, that freeze in your eye in your eye socket. I didn't even get that. I think my body was so dehydrated that it didn't even matter. I did not get that throat, that ice, whatever they call it. Uh, I didn't get that in my eyeball, and I always, you always do when I drink something like a cold beverage, especially a Slurpee like that, fast. And but my wife was like, "Whoa, I can't." I, I, she was getting one. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I have, I have to slow down." She goes, "My whole chest is getting." And I said, "Well, if you're not going to drink that, you do not waste that ice, that that frozen <coughs> thing. Give it to me." And I had a like another quarter of hers that was what was left. So much so that I was actually tempted to stop at another McDonald's and get another one. That's how good this thing was. Now, I haven't gotten one since, and it's been over a week, but I have been tempted. But I certainly, as we are in the dog days of summer here, I'm sure that this drink is going to be gone soon. And so I might have to go and get a few more of these before the summer ends. Because I have just found that I would, I mean, I, once again, I don't know if it was just because I've had so much 
anticipation for this thing. I've been eyeing this thing since like May or June and never got one. I love the idea of blue raspberry, whatever that means. I don't know how you get raspberry to become blue. I don't know why you make raspberry blue. Does the blue, I mean, I wonder if it's just psychological because blue is associated with coolness, right? Because of ice, you know, if you look at the glaciers a certain way, glaciers look blue, right? Well, glaciers are big hunks of ice. So maybe it's a whole psychological thing to make, you know, a blue slush of some sort because it connotes to your brain coolness because we all know raspberries are red and violets are blue. (laughs) But somehow in the ingenuity, and that's why you got to love America because America can make raspberries blue. That's why you got to love this country. As much as I always put it down, like I was talking about at the beginning, there are some things about it. You got to just love this country for what we what we we manufacture. <laughs> yes, this country is great because we we make blue raspberry. It's one of the great things. Forget about going to the moon, all the other stuff. The fact that we can make something blue raspberry is fantastic. It's aces in my book. But yeah, so I don't know if it was it was the in my mind. It'll be interesting if I go to get one of these, and my, my, right now I'm getting, I'm making myself thirsty for one. So I don't know. Was I so thirsty at that time that it tasted so great? Was there this driving past McDonald's all the time for the last two months and seeing this blue icy there, this blue frozen Fanta thing with the blue raspberry tempting me? building my expectations and anticipations up so much so that it just it, it met what I was expecting and so it was so satisfying. I don't know if it was more psychological or real, but whatever it was, I I have to tell you, that because my wife felt the same way, the texture, that's what got me. I don't know what they do to this thing, but it wasn't icy. It wasn't chunky ice. It wasn't, and it wasn't, it was it was smooth. I I don't know how they do it, and I and I don't know if I'm just elevating this in my mind now. I have to go get another one just to make sure that what I was experiencing the first time wasn't influenced by all these other outside um, motivations. But I can just tell you from the one that I've had so far, the frozen Fanta. Blue raspberry at McDonald's. If you like those blue raspberry ices, especially some people may not like them, so that this might never be your cup of tea. But I have to tell you, if you when you when you go to the movie theater and you get an icy and you get the blue one, and I also believe that's blue raspberry. I just would say try this this McDonald's frozen drink. Because, and you tell me if I'm out of my mind or if I'm exaggerating, but the the texture and the taste, maybe I just needed a cool drink. I don't know. But as it stands in my mind right now, oh, that is my favorite summer drink. Now, at the same time, I've only had one. <laughs> so 
so I haven't gone nuts and gotten one every day for the last week. Uh, you know, as I said, I, I, I'm not, I'm not even one of those people like, oh, I need a, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, for me, water is fine. I mean, I like, I, I'm, I always want to be hydrated, but for me, water is fine. And as I said, I have the water with the crystal light enhancer. Once again, getting nothing from crystal light, have no connections to crystal light. Just telling you what I like. Um, but wow, if I'm looking for an ice-based drink right now, I have to tell you, in terms of thirst quenching and taste and especially texture, it's, it, it's, it's not ice cream, but it, it almost had a, a smooth factor like it almost was ice cream i know it wasn't but it wasn't icy and that's what i liked about it it didn't have that ice taste which goes back to as i said to you before uh i have the aversion to the snow cone this was so non-snow cone-ish and it was not as it was smoother than a slurpee so I'm not sure what they've got going in the machine that makes this thing. But for my money, and it's not even that expensive, um, regardless, as I said, disclaimer, yes, I have a relative that works for McDonald's. But I'm just telling you, whether it was Wendy's or Burger King or Culver's or White Castle, I'll name every fast food place you want and give them equal time. Oh, it's the, now I remembered. It's the, that's why I love this podcast, don't you? It's the Wendy's Frosty that I like. Now, once again, I know that McDonald's has a McFlurry, but I do like the Wendy's Frosty. So I'm, I'm giving you equal time here, right? But I'm just telling you, if you like the Blue Icy, and you haven't tried this, when you're driving around in, in these dog days of summer and you have a $1.69 in your pocket that's burning a hole in your pocket and you want to th- quench your thirst and really taste something uh, sweet and cool that's ice-based, right now, for me, just like I'm spraying cashmere woods is my favorite scent as it stands right now in the summer of 2022 my favorite ice-based frozen drink is the frozen fanta blue raspberry from mcdonald's oh i guarantee you it'll help you through the dog days of summer and so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. And it should be theirs, too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 325. 
I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen.